hour. LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go! We are back after a week hiatus. I appreciate all your prayers, but guess what? I don't care that I've been sick and missed the last week of shows. I'm here to give you content right off the jump. My best friend in the entire world, Blake Rafino, will be joining us here in just a second. But I do want to start off with two major LSU stories. The first, obviously, has been the Harold Perkins discourse. Now, I know a lot of you are going to be tuning in because of some of my tweets today about Caitlin Clark about how we should actually be celebrating her. A big part of Kim Mulkey's uh, success is partially due to Caitlin Clark, and we'll get into that in just a moment. Now, first thing, okay, I'm going to sound congested. It's going to not be the absolute smoothest, so you guys, please just trickle back in here with me. I really do appreciate it. Uh, once again, all the text calls, I'm fine. It's just been nasty crud. Uh, I don't know if I even had the flu or anything like that, but who cares? Here's the truth about Harold Perkins, okay? When he jumped onto the scene, he was unlike someone we had never really seen before in college football, right? He was the closest thing, honestly, we've had uh, since the Tyron Matthew days, a, a playmaker who really had no position, a playmaker who was truly one of the best high school prospects I've ever evaluated. But you can go back to every single um, show I've done. I've always said that his position is going to be the biggest thing that's going to hold him back. He's had the highest grade I've ever given an LSU high school prospect. But you saw this past season how his position can get – troublesome right we saw at the end of the first year that texas a&m and georgia were able to scheme running the football in his direction we really weren't able um to uh to to deal with it but the honest truth and and i'm being as real as i possibly can is this past season harold perkins wasn't bad per se but he wasn't necessarily perk, right? And I think that's the question that a lot of us want to answer. Well, Brian Kelly, of course, earlier this week said that Harold Perkins will be moving back to inside linebacker. I love that. I think that that is a move that will probably behoove Harold Perkins for his future. And the truth is, he is, um, and thank you so much, Jared, for uh, the super chat. Um, this is um, a move where Perk himself is just not that big, right? He's built more like a safety anyway when he floats around that 220-pound weight, right? So, you know, I've gone back and forth. Should he just be an every-down jack? Well, that's kind of a tough position to play at his size, knowing his run uh, defense issues. And one final thing I'll say about the inside linebacker thing. Versus Florida State— Yes, he had a really bad game as the starting inside linebacker next to Omar Spates. But then again, that bad performance was against Florida State. That was arguably 
the best non-LSU offense in all of college football when everything was clicking, right? It's either them or Georgia. Uh, There's a few others mixed in there. But when they were clicking, they were really good. And I can argue that when it comes to playing linebacker, the Florida State offense is the most difficult to play because of how heavy of a counter team that they are. Now, some of you played linebacker in high school. Some of you play linebacker in college, and maybe there's an NFL linebacker watching this right now. Counter teams are really tough to play. Play action teams are very tough to play. Misdirection teams are very tough to play. There is no team in recent college football memory that is as good as Florida State at doing such a thing. So any off-ball linebacker playing his first game ever as a full-time interior off-ball linebacker is going to have a bad game. So maybe... We pulled Harold Perkins too quick as the traditional inside linebacker. So we X that plan. I think that partially affected Matt House because while he's coaching a defense that wasn't really all that great, and while he was going through all the rumors and the shows, like myself saying he's not really that great, which he wasn't, he's having to deal with what is the best move for the best player on his defense. And that that hamstrung us, right? And in some games, it worked out him playing this nickel hybrid role, right? You go look at the stat sheet, the Missouri game doesn't look like that was Harold Perkins' best game. That was my highest graded game. Um, And that was also pro football focus's second highest graded game for Harold Perkins in that nickel linebacker role. It just sometimes worked and it sometimes didn't, right? So I'm fine with him moving back to inside linebacker. It's just going to take some patience. And also our first game is against USC. We know uh, Lane, I say Lane Kiffin. Um, we, we know their offense is going to be good with Lincoln Riley. We just got to be patient and let Perk develop into that role. And look, some of this as well, um, y- you got to factor in Blake Baker, right? This is the best linebacker developer uh, that we've seen at LSU in recent memory, right? We saw what he did with DeMond Clark, and now he's back. And I highly recommend you go listen to the last piece of content that we re- that we released. It involved Xavier Atkins, okay? Um, Xavier Atkins broke down what makes Blake Baker a great coach, and – I'm just going to include this, okay? Don't take this any special type of way, but Xavier Atkins in the interview went out of his way to mention Harold Perkins, okay? Um, Obviously, that's someone he looks up to. Harold Perkins, like Xavier Atkins, is a Louisiana native who played his high school football or at least his last year of high school football, Xavier Atkins, in the state of Texas. So it's obviously someone he looks up to, but – You know, I I highly recommend you go listen to that interview and what he had to say about Harold Perkins. And look, this might work out for him. And also Harold Perkins himself, um, you know, he's still going to be used as a pass rusher. they would be stupid to not still use him in that role. Um, He has got to become a more nuanced pass rusher, right? His ghost move is the best ghost move you'll ever see. It's Von Miller level. But you got to have more moves than just that. And he's got some other ones. You just got to use them uh, a little bit more often. And I also think we need to rush him up the middle um, a little bit more. But that's a different story for a different day. Okay, Lance, it's good to hear from you again. We see a lot of PHL normals in here. Lord, Disciple 88, Chance. Blake Rafino will be in here in just a moment. I'm obviously going to talk a lot of LSU baseball with him because, as many of you know, um, 
you know, I, I, it's hard for me to do the day-to-day LSU baseball thing. I don't want to be someone that I'm not. I'm an LSU baseball fan. I'm really excited um, about this team. Um, I'm really excited to see Jared Jones have the season he's had up to this point. Um, but, you know, I, I'm i just not as well-versed in baseball as uh, Blake and Matthew Musso and, and all those guys. You guys know who the baseball experts are. Um, Chance is one of our sharpest baseball guys, so – We'll be going to him a lot during the chat a little bit later. Now, I want to talk about this Caitlin Clark thing, okay? And a lot of you, uh, uh, and, and Brian, I appreciate you once again. I'm a little congested, so there you go. Now, I want to talk about Caitlin Clark. And I said earlier today on Twitter, and I really do mean this. She has only helped LSU. I, I have no idea why. It needs to be a situation where we have to trash her, okay? Um, and LSU fans have a tendency to do that. Now, some LSU fans have um, obviously done more so talking about Pistol Pete. And for those who don't know, Caitlin Clark, one of the best women's basketball players of all time, okay? Arguably the best, okay? She is getting ready to break Pistol Pete Maravich's scoring record, all right? We're going to get back into Pistol Pete in just a second, all right? How Caitlin Clark is actually helping Pistol Pete. But first, we don't have to trash Caitlin Clark. We, we just don't have to do it, okay? Even the, one of the first people to celebrate uh, Caitlin Clark was Angel Reese uh, when she broke the initial all-time women's scoring record. It's okay to celebrate athletes on other teams, Okay, now, how has Caitlin Clark helped LSU? Let's first start with the first positive. Her celebrity took the national championship game to another level. Okay, it really did. Caitlin Clark, with what she did versus South Carolina and what she did throughout the year, it 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 had everybody talking. It had the NBA heads talking. It had Bill Simmons doing multiple podcasts on it. National media flocking to watch this game to see Caitlin Clark. Now, they were also there to see Kim Mulkey. They are also there to see Angel Reese. But going into that game, Caitlin Clark was the biggest story because she was the best player in women's college basketball. And at the same time, she was uh, the biggest star in March Madness, right? She had the best game out of anyone in that opening weekend. And she had the best season out of anyone. We can all agree with that. So the her t- she took that Sunday national championship game to the absolute very next level. And that adds a lot to the equation. You think of some of the most historic sporting events that you can think of, it had as much to do with who the team beat as who the team that actually won the game, right? If that makes sense. Caitlin Clark made that Sunday afternoon game um, that much more popular. Um it was the highest grade, highest rated game ever. Okay, star power. We are a star driven society, and the fact that Angel Reese was able to do something that South Carolina, the mighty South Carolina Gamecocks, weren't able to do, that was a very big moment for Angel Reese, right? And if Caitlin Clark wasn't the team that we beat, we would have never, ever had this moment. Okay. This is my favorite collectible I've gotten in the past week. I 
loved this moment. And this moment obviously brought up a bunch of different discussions, some racial, some obviously just in the rivalry between those two in that moment. It was a cultural phenomenon, right? Because of Caitlin Clark, because she was there, okay? You think back uh, for those in the late 70s. I got a text from uh, my father, actually, who said that that moment reminded her, or excuse me, of him, of when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson went at it in the late 70s in the national championship game, Indiana State versus Michigan State. It took that sport of college basketball, men's college basketball, to the next level, and it that took LSU women's basketball to the next level, right? It took women's basketball to the next level. You had, obviously, Blake, who— put Dave Portnoy in a body bag. He'll be on with us here in just a moment. You had all these national media folks looking really bad and, you know, obviously getting themselves twisted up when Caitlin Clark did the same thing a few days prior. So it's, it's, it's crazy how much she helped our brand by putting that many more eyeballs on that national championship game. The second thing I'll say about Caitlin Clark is she beat South Carolina. Okay. now what I want you to do is and and I want you to be as objective as you possibly can about this. Okay, Are you certain if we played the national championship game last year versus South Carolina that we would have beaten South Carolina in the national championship game? Tell me this right now. Type L for LSU. Type S for South Carolina in the chat. Does LSU beat South Carolina in the national championship game? Okay, type L for LSU, type S for South Carolina. And the answer to that is we don't know. We don't know. Okay, what I will tell you is South Carolina was a far worse matchup for LSU. Okay, Iowa has no post presence. They have one player who was selected in the WNBA draft. She got in foul trouble. She has no they have they had no bench. We had a deeper bench, and it showed. We had Jasmine Carson. We had, obviously, last year, Poa, who played amazing in that national championship game. Iowa, when Caitlin Clark got into foul trouble, they just couldn't handle us. Also, that game was played late on a Friday night. They had to turn around and play it Sunday afternoon. We got to play the earlier game. That gave us more rest. That also helped us going into that game. Folks, I don't think we understand how good that South Carolina team was. South Carolina beat us by 24 last year. Okay, now really think about that. They beat us by 24 earlier in that year. Kim Mulkey didn't have another game at LSU where she's lost by less, or excuse me, by more than 15 points. So, Caitlin Clark beat the only team that has been dominant over Kim Mulkey. Kim Mulkey's 0-3 versus South Carolina. That's the only team she's basically not beaten since she's been at LSU. So, I'll tell you this. I felt really good about LSU going up against uh Iowa a lot more than I felt about LSU going up against South Carolina because we are a post-driven team, right? We And obviously we beat Iowa on the perimeter in this past game. We were more athletic than Iowa. South Carolina is as athletic as we are, right? Our athleticism showed in that game, right? So it it it, it is without reasonable doubt that South Carolina, who, by the way, has not lost a game this season – in the last three seasons, South Carolina has lost three games, and their loss versus Iowa was their worst deficit, only four points. So, Caitlin Clark was the only person to beat Don Staley in the past two seasons. Okay. Are you sure we're beating South Carolina in the national championship game? I would like to think that we would have, but I'm an LSU fan. 
ask most people, objective observers who would be watching this right now, it was very hard. I mean, that South Carolina team had three lottery picks. They had Zaya Cook, they had Aaliyah Boston, they had um, number 25, who's a uh, like a combo forward. She was also a lottery pick in the WNBA draft. And they left. South Carolina still has an undefeated team now with Cardoza and all of them. So Caitlin Clark beat the team that has our number. Okay. Um, and think about it. If we don't win that national championship game, we, we don't have the Cardi B music video. We don't have all the NIL deals. We don't become the premier program in college basketball. Um, you know, the gap between us and Don Staley would be wide right now. It's it's just a fact. We would have had more issues with South Carolina. Okay. Um, and then the third thing here, why we should celebrate Caitlin Clark, is that she is surpassing Pistol Pete's record. Okay. Anybody that objectively follows college basketball and actually looks at the numbers will tell you, will tell you that Caitlin Clark doesn't come close to Pistol Pete. All right. I know the entire argument. Pistol Pete had no three-point line. Um, Pistol Pete averaged 40-plus points per game every season. Caitlin Clark averages only 26. Pistol Pete is an all-time better player when you actually go by averages instead of totals. Okay? Pistol Pete is a better player than Caitlin Clark. But you know what Caitlin Clark did for Pistol Pete Maravich? He's relevant. Now, us for LSU fans— we know who Pistol Pete is. His name is on the building. Okay, he's got a statue outside the building. But you got to think about the younger generation. There's a lot of young people who have no idea who Pistol Pete Maravich is. No idea. Okay? None. They had never heard of him before this week. Right? Anyone that is 14 years of age or lower, that is not from Louisiana or not from Utah, I would say 90% of them have never heard of Pistol Pete. But you know what has flashed up on Bleacher Report? Um, over time, all these apps, all these alerts, Caitlin Clark set to beat Pistol Pete's record. And guess what all these fans who have never heard of Pistol Pete Marriage before today have done? They've Googled him and they said, wow, this dude is great. Wow, LSU had another all-time great player not named Shaquille O'Neal. It is so hard to be relevant in today's society. And Caitlin Clark beating this record, we know she doesn't really have the record. Number one, it's women's basketball versus men's basketball. Number two, it's two completely different eras. Number three, we know all the things that were holding back Pistol Pete. This is a good thing for Pistol Pete, right? Because you wouldn't be talking about him at all, all right? I'm glad that people around the country, the younger generation, who only remember Carmelo Anthony and, and, and the Syracuse team all the way up until now, know who Pistol Pete Maravich is now. OK, the fact that his name is relevant again is because an all time great women's basketball player is getting ready to beat his record. OK, and that's a good thing for me. Anytime Pistol Pete's name is back in the news, you know, we got people Googling Pistol Pete highlights. We got people looking up who Pistol Pete marriage actually is, um, you know, Pistol Pete's the freaking goat. And anyone that rationally understands basketball and understands averages knows that. So who cares if Caitlin Clark is beating the record? Now, you guys remember this last year. Pissed me off. Pissed me off when they were talking about the guy who had the COVID year, who was getting ready to beat Pistol Pete's all-time scoring record. We all knew that was a crock of, you know what? So be it. So be it. So Caitlin Clark has made Pete Maravich relevant for this modern-day generation. 
I'm not saying that Caitlin Clark has helped Pistol Pete's all-time great legacy, because if you're a hooper, you know who that is. But there is a whole group of people who are now learning who Pistol Pete is, and that is a good thing for me. Okay? Um, yes, he couldn't play as a freshman, right? Okay? So I, I truly do believe Caitlin Clark has helped LSU. All right, in a lot of different ways, and it's hard to argue to the contrary. Now, I bring in my favorite LSU baseball analyst. I bring in my best friend in all of LSU media. I bring in the fastest rising personality, all a part of the AYS network, which you can tune in. Um, I, I join once a week. Uh, this is my first week I've missed in forever. Obviously, I don't do as much during the baseball season, but if I am listening to LSU content, it is with my dear friend, Blake, AYS Rafino. Look at that beautiful face. What's good, baby? Leave me out of your Caitlin Clark debate here. You, you, I, you can't deny that she has helped. Let, let me ask you this. This last year's LSU team beat South Carolina in the national championship game. I think it's always tough to beat a good team twice. True. So I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't either. Um. I'm staying out of this one, to be honest with you, because I think that in, in, in look, just in, in God's and all God's honesty, I think that there's a lot of racial tension behind this that I don't want to be a part of, you know, like, so for that reason, I'm out. I, I, I do agree with you with one thing. I, I think okay. it should be celebrated when records are broken. Yes. Right? You know, like I, I, I agree with you on that, but. I mean, it's not necessarily comparable in a lot of senses, though, in my in my opinion. You know, like, I mean, but that's just me. I, I think that you compared it to Magic and Larry, and, you know, like, you've had a lot of boxing, a lot of matchups in sports where it's been a, a white-black, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, Carter, of uh, Magic? Dichotable. Dichotomy, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which has made a lot of eyeballs. There's a reason why Rocky was so popular. You had white versus black and you got, Oh, I'm going for Rocky. Oh, I'm going, you know, it, it's always been that thing, but Caitlin didn't ever say anything to angel. Everybody thinks ain't like Caitlin's mad at angel Reese. She never got mad at, you know, the, you can't see me, John Cena stuff. So, okay. and that was one thing I left out. I'm glad you brought that up. Caitlin helped fan the flames of this. She could have she could have done the guilty thing and say, well, she she shouldn't have done it. And it was very aggressive in one of my lowest moments. But she did an interview with Jeremy Schapp on ESPN and said, oh, it's no big deal. I love Angel Reese. There's no rivalry uh, between us unless it's between those court lines. So Caitlin also helped that entire discourse. It could have gotten even worse because we had all these racist Iowa fans. Uh just going crazy. Over. I'm going to disagree with you on that. On one thing, though, <clears throat> Dave Portnoy, uh, I forget the other guy. Those guy, those people aren't from Iowa. Oh, yeah. I mean, just in general, she like. She, I disagree with you on one thing. Angel Reese made that. Made what? That game, and the social media and how it took. Women's basketball got taken over. Everybody is – Joe – I mean, Joe. Uh, Carter. Oh, don't call me him. 
Oh God! You don't want me to call you him. Don't don't. You're don't, not him. You, you could call you don't don't you, you call me your other co-host's name. Yeah. Without all that bad juju with Jaden going to the Falcons, even though that would be a good fit for him, don't ever call me him again. That gave me nightmares uh, that night. I think he's going to the Raiders. That's a different story. I agree with you, but keep going. Um, I, I think that Angel put more eyeballs on it and had the dichotomy of what then pushed women's basketball to the forefront after that. If Angel doesn't do the you can't see me, I don't and people don't freak out on social media. I don't think we have the 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 outburst that we would have had. I agree on the social media part of it, but nine million people are already watching the game. But I do agree. Yeah, but my tweet got three million views when I roasted Portnoy. I mean, you got to admit, Carter, there's more eyeballs in reference yeah, to. No, no I, I'm with you. Angel turning that into. A moment like that obviously took it to the next level. Right. But I, I, part of what took it to the next level though was the fact that she did it with Caitlin Clark right there, right? Oh, and yeah, and that's that's why you know I I go back like a, a lot of these iconic sports images that are just fried in your mind are of two all time greats going at it, right? Like. You know, when I think Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't think about their Super Bowl win over the Seahawks, right? I think about, you know, they're, they're just absolutely ridiculous Super Bowl wins versus great teams and great moments. Like, it is just ridiculous how much Caitlin took this sport to the next level with Angel, right? And I think that's why Angel earlier this week herself celebrated LSU and also celebrated Caitlin Clark. She was one of the first people uh, to tweet that out. But I know you don't have a whole lot of time with this. I'll let you get the final word, though, before we get to LSU baseball. I don't really uh, – can I be honest with you? <clears throat> I <Yeah>. think <clears throat> – I think that people are making a little too much of this. I, I think that Caitlin is the, the white hope for women's basketball, so then it puts more eyeballs on it. And then people freak out when – you know, like, I mean, you can't deny what she's doing, but like, then you have, uh, who, who's, who was the person that said that she wasn't great on college game day? Um, he called the LSU Kentucky game. Uh, oh, um, Jay Williams. Jay Williams says she wasn't great. I, I mean, that's a, that's a bit of a, that's a pretty big time thing to say. I mean, she's about to break Pistol Pete's record. Regardless of what you think of her breaking it, she's still about to break that hoe. Like, what do you mean she's not great? Yeah. If, I, Steph, if, if Steph was Steph not great, now you could say championships and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, it is what it is. I yeah. mean, look, I'm not. I I just I'm just my, so I'm just so over it. To be honest with you, I'm so over this. Hey, but I will tell you this now, Carter. Let's hear. She better go fucking win. Oh, she no, better you go ahead. That's okay. Fine. She better go win one. She needs to go win one. She needs to win one. All this hope and all this stuff. Hey, if you're gonna put the same kind of stuff on LeBron and all these other superstars about not winning one or not doing this or that, she better go win one. The pistol beat win one. No, but is Pistol Pete considered like him? 
I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think no, he's not, Carter. He's not in the conversation of all the greats because people rationalize what's been recent. No, name your top five college basketball players of all time. Pete Maravich is definitely number one. Maybe for you, but not for everybody else. You just (laughs) said earlier that people don't even know who he is. This younger generation doesn't even know who he is. Yeah, yeah, but younger generations also don't know who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is. Like, there's there's younger generations. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is better than Pistol Pete. It, I would say as far as team success is concerned, yeah, I think it's between. He got three nineties. Well, to be technically right, I think it is between Pistol Pete and Lou Alcindor. I think it's between those two as the best college basketball player of of all time i think there's others right uh that that are in that mix uh danny manning i i don't know who else you would put in there but pistol pete to me is the greatest individual college basketball player of all time i just think I it's don't, a bit of a stretch to say she's not great that's all i'm trying to say yeah no we're we're in, we're in agreement there and everyone's attacking me on twitter saying we should celebrate well, that that What's wrong with celebrating her? Angel Reese celebrated her. What's wrong with admitting that she's helped LSU? What's can wrong with that? What's can, wrong with that? Can I tell you something? You know I'm but, your buddy. You, go on, bring it. You, you know better because you know even though that you might be right, you know that people are going to roast you for it. That's why and, sometimes <laughs> have you not been roasted? I, I've I've been roasted in so many different ways. Oh, on man. YouTube, on the Going, trust me, this is nearly as worse when I released the Madhouse video two years ago. This isn't, I that was, it was, in, in oh, all I but, and, and I have everyone mean, say, you I should feel yeah. like, I, I feel like this is what I feel like, and people don't understand this. There aren't content creators. Yeah. Remember, you remember me getting death threats, death threats behind this mild, that Miles Brennan stuff? Yeah. It was bad. Dude. Yeah. It was really bad. So this might be your Miles Brennan. That's fine. That's fine. And look, <laughs> the funny thing is I'm not even a Caitlin fan. I'm just a fan of greatness, right? Um, and and we're 1-0 against her. I don't understand why Caitlin Clark, saying she's great, saying that she's a big part of LSU's modern-day legacy, is, is, is a hot take. I don't really think that that's really controversial. But we get to LSU baseball, okay? Mm-hmm. Your thoughts early on during the season. Um, you know, it, it's really too early to tell a, a lot of things. I think this weekend will show a lot. I thought last night showed a lot, to be honest with you. I think people look at Rice and say that, well, they've been down, but they just took two or three from ULL. Okay. Last weekend. Um, so I, I mean, look, you, you play a team in Texas on Friday quarter that didn't give up a run this past weekend, 27 innings, zero runs given up. That's a big deal. So let's see if you you can translate what you did on Wednesday into a Friday. I mean, you won sixteen to four. I will say this, Carter. So you see right there, it says Stony Brook. Uh, you scored eighteen, and then against Rice, you scored sixteen. If you go and look, I mean, this is the first time this year that in back to back games you've looked you've been consistent enough at the plate. So now you go into the Astros Foundation Classic. Can you do that against number 14, Texas? I, I think, you know, UL Lafayette, can you do it against them in Texas State? I will admit, man, Texas State is not a bad program. You got to be you got to be on your P's and Q's against them. Um, this is not your uh, typical 
you know, fans say, oh, well, we should beat the crap out of Texas State. Texas State is not a bad um, – it's not a bad team. They they can hit a lot, and then and then obviously you say there, yeah, they come to they come to Hammond. So I won't be doing a show on on, on that Wednesday. So, Hell um, yeah, yeah. So a good little weekend of, of college baseball. Um, need to take two or three here and and keep on moving. Yeah, you know, I I like the fact that the Stony Brook loss happened because it gave them a little. Because at first I was like, why are we scheduling Stony Brook? But I am glad that Stony Brook did the get the gat thing. That was a good team bonding thing uh, for, for for them. Is there a specific player you're looking forward to this weekend? Um, that One that might be struggling that you're looking to see get on track? I don't think there – well, if you're going to say if there's one struggling that I want to get on track, I think it's Stature Heard who – what is the balloons? Yeah, I have no idea. Like, I, I got a new computer, and I, I don't know. I have no idea. I did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> People freaked out since I, I've, I've, I've gotten uh, this. This you stuff. know what the, you know what the chat's gonna say, huh? That's because you get you got a clown take of of uh, Clark. You know, that, yeah, that's fine. That's it's, per, <laughs> it's, it's it's perfectly fine. Your computer's trying to help you. Um. Probably Thatcher Hurd. I mean, he's he's not um, he's not started off completely well. Or for a Friday night ace like your number one guy, um, let's see what Jay does with him. Does he you know does he throw him on Friday? Does he push him back to Sunday? You know what do you do with a guy like Gage Jump, the lefty from UCLA? So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Jay attacks his three game weekend series, but. Big time uh, a performance by Kate Anderson, the freshman from the North Shore. Um, so I, I, not really. I'm I'm not going into this quarter like looking at anyone specific. Maybe outside of Thatcher Heard, that'd probably be about it. Harold Perkins' best position is what? Well, it depends on what what they're going to run. See, I have the inclination that they're going to start off by running a 3-3-5 stack. I think that they're going to come out here on Thursday when we get out there a week from today. They, they're going to be in a three-man front. Why you got a star position? The only star position that you got would be in a 3-3-5 unless you're going to run what Alabama does, and you're not going to do that. Yeah. Nor do I. Nor do I want them. By to. the way, Major Burns is going to be there. PFF has seventeen disruptive plays at the line of scrimmage that Major Burns had last year. It's the only number that he had better or in the top ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah, so they're going to move him up to the line. Uh, Carter, I think he's going to play the weak side backer, and they're going to send him off the edge on a lot of things and help and make him be the weak side of everything. They're going to put Whit Weeks on more of the strong side of the formation. And the wide side of the field, and they're gonna let they're gonna let Park attack. I think that that's their game plan. See, when people say you know, always oh, moving in, in, moving to inside backer, I, I think that they don't understand what what's about to happen here. Now, here's another opinion that I have. Now, I could be wrong in all this, and then my entire week's worth of um, content is just complete doo doo. Okay, but. I do believe that they're going to do that because they don't have a choice. I mean, you move Kimo Makanole over to defensive tackle. Okay. I, I mean, like, what are, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's stretching big time. 
for for rosters. Uh, for, so for you're going to have to go to a three. I think they're going to go three three five. Here's another thing too. Who did who was Brian Kelly's last hire at Notre Dame? Last hire was Marcus Freeman. What does he run? Uh he 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 runs he runs some three man front variations. Uh, he runs his base is a three three five stack, right? Here here's here's one thing I'll say to your to your theory. That is what Missouri pulled out of nowhere versus Tennessee this year, and it worked. They also pulled off in the first half versus LSU, and then right. they stopped. And then they stopped running it. Well, that, that's that's something that does get get me excited about that. <laughs> it does um, get you excited, or it does not get you excited. It just depends on the personnel. I I've seen they don't the, have a choice. Yeah, I I also think let, – let me ask you this. Who is the one newcomer that is available during the spring that you're the most excited to see? P.J. Woodland. It's right. not even remotely close. It's not it, – it, I, I don't think you have a corner on this team right now that is locked down anything solid. Well, you know who else I'm really, really excited to see too? Who's that? Is J.K. Johnson. Right, that was that was who I was going to say because. Mm. Um, but you said newcomer, but he's not yeah. a newcomer. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's he's not a newcomer, but he's technically. Um, so. maybe Tylen Singleton. What do you there do you with go. him? There um, we go. But I got to tell you, I, I think moving a mod bro into the interior for spring might be the biggest biggest note. I I, I vehemently disagree with that. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because, you know, in our interview with him, he, he wants to play strong side end. Um, and obviously when I heard – He ain't big enough for that right now. Right. Um, and we just talk, we talked about the size thing, and he understands, you know, beefing up and all of that. He's a very smart kid. Um, and he does have some ridiculously fun high school highlights as a, a DT, but that's high school. Right. Uh, so um, I love that kid's attitude, but I, I think he could be a really good strong side end. But moving him to DT, that's it's tough. That That's it's tough because that's not really his his position. Yeah, I, I just I, I mean, maybe if you do it in a pass rush situation, maybe, you know, I, I think Carter, from a defensive perspective, I'm going to talk about this tonight uh, or look into spring. Okay, because I'm assuming next week we'll spend a lot of time on baseball-related stuff. Um, yeah, I, I I just don't – I think that they are going to get dominated. I vehemently believe that this defense this spring is going to be dominated, and it's going to be really bad. Yeah. Can I tell you why? No, go because ahead. They only have two scholarship running backs – Josh Williams, per Wilson Alexander, who was on our show this week, go watch the clip on our YouTube channel or the show or segment on our YouTube channel. He is going to be extremely limited. You have Caleb Jackson and two walk-on running backs. You know what they're about to do? I guarantee you Garrett, Garrett Nussmeyer is going to throw 1,500 passes against this secondary and it's going to light them up. It's going to, get, it's going to be very bad. So with all of that being said, okay, I don't look at this spring necessarily as 
okay, I want to see this defense do anything or dominate. I want to I want to make sure that in a new structure of a new base defense that they know where they're going. Now, obviously, you want to see them make plays, but I think Garrett Nussmeyer is about to just steamroll them, and I think we get a glimpse of that this upcoming Thursday. Garrett Nussmeyer, top five of the Heisen odds right now. I guarantee going into August, he's top three. I can see it. I can see it. I don't yeah, think you- people. I don't think people are ready. You know. You know what? Something that I, I, I mentioned to you. Remember the statistic that me and you talked about that your running game, when your entire offensive line comes back, it increases by a third. Remember that. Remember yeah. that conversation. Yeah, no. yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Live tonight on AYS. And he's on right after me. It went up a third. I'm not bad. I should have put you. It went up a third. There you so go. Again, I don't know if this offense, Carter, I know people are like, you're losing three first round picks. I understand it. I'm not a thousand percent confident that you're, you offensively are not going to do a lot of good things. What this is. This is the Heisman Trophy. Right, Mark, Mark, right, Quinn, he's, he's tied for top fit, so he's number three already. So yeah, Mark a line through Quinn Ewers. He ain't gonna play all year. Let's see. Ah, sexy. I I don't think Quinn Ewers is that good. And on my SEC channel, I had a film. Study I don't know if I don't put a little sprinkle, a little money on Jackson Dart. If I'm being honest, Dart Cam Ward. That's a lot for Cam Ward. The guy here. Here are my favorite bets. All right, Wigman is interesting to me. Leonard is interesting to me. They don't have the weapons on the outside. They are struggling at receiver. At Notre Dame, yeah, true. Yeah, but I, as you know, I'm a Dembrock guy. Uh, even though he's not at LSU anymore, I, I still believe in in him. I would sprinkle if, some on. I'd sprinkle some on Travis Hunter. I'd sprinkle some on Cam Rising. Cam Rising. Yeah, what I about, mean, who in the hell is he going to play? How about uh, over here to the right side? The left side actually made it smaller. Pause. Uh, Miller Moss at plus two. I like Miller Moss a lot. If he if he beats us week one, his hype cycle is going to be. If if we lose another Sunday game, I'm calling for Virgil Osberry to be fired. I'm joking. That's a joke. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's. I, I agree. It's a, it's 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 a joke. But to go to Rafino and Joe, by the way, go go to Rafino and Joe. I posted a clip today on Rafino and Joe on Twitter. I have a really hot take. Are you ready? I said this last night. Scorch it. Bring it. I think USC is better without Caleb Williams and then having Miller Moss. You want to know why? Because he's going to run the system better than Caleb did, and Caleb tried to improvise and make it about himself. I think I think Caleb Williams is a bust. I think nobody wants to admit that his over his over uh, uh, improvising caused them offensive issues last year. If you don't believe me, go watch the Notre Dame film. <laughs> what happened? That's funny. That's just funny. The Blake want to fire the black guy on the last day. <laughs> well, technically, 
it's a leap year, so this is a a, a formality. Black last day of Black History Month. Yeah, well, can 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 we not get an extra day? <laughs> That's pretty funny one, though. That one is pretty every, funny. Whatever, one out of every four years. <laughs> I mean, it's already the shortest month of the year. Oh god! Oh god! That's a great but, comment. Yeah, uh, this is a good point by Cole though. He did learn from Kyle Williams. I I don't I don't think it matters. Yeah, yeah I know I know, but but it it, it it is a clever clever point. I, I got. I mean, it's Kyle. a great point, but it doesn't matter when when Carter. Think about this for just a moment. Name a time after Florida State that you saw Garrett Dellinger and Miles Frazier get dominated in any form or fashion. Not a single one. They were incredible the rest of the year. I mean, they, they, really only the Alabama game where they had some issues. But outside of that, they were – But, but you got to give and take on that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. They were – You know were, what else pisses me off? Let me tell you what else pisses me off. Everybody talks about how bad the offense couldn't score in the second half. Could you make a stop? Can you make a stop against one of the worst quarterbacks you played all year? Yeah, Milrow sucks. Like, I mean, I don't think he sucks, but I don't, I don't, I, but he he sucks compared to how we made him look. He's That's closer to Peyton Thorn than he is to Jordan Travis. Agreed. I totally agree. And you uh, know, you know what else? Graham Mertz. Remember how? Remember how much how bad people were talking crap about Graham Mertz in the last offseason? Yeah, I mean, he turned out to be okay. I mean, I think Milrow's still. Slightly better than Mertz, but Mertz towards the end of the year started playing better. I'll give him that. I kind of like 3,300 yards, 21 touchdowns, three picks. Jalen Milrow threw three picks against AM. <laughs> what are we talking about? Floor, they got the best uh, sophomore receiver in the SEC, too. Three Wilson, I think that's his name. Uh, so. There you go. I know you got a show you got to get ready for. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I, got, um, I got time for a, a, another question. Uh, combine. Big day for Wingo. Horrible day for Mason. Uh, on the opposite side, horrible day for Mason Smith. I don't know about that. I mean, what, 6'5", 306? And he ran a five flat. Wasn't that his time? Yeah, but we're just looking at the 40. We're not looking at broad jump, vertical. Anything else? I will. T- I will tell you this. He is going to need time. To, yeah, and then also understand at the next level, they, he's got to give NFL defenses more in run defense, right? You 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 have to. You you can't just penetrate every single play and make a big play, right? Especially you know with NFL defenses playing more too high. If, if you, as you know, Blake, you played the game. If they're going to play more too high, you're going to get out gapped more. And you got to be better just at the line of scrimmage defending the run uh, because more teams are going to run the football as, as teams still continue to play too high. So Mason's going to have to um, change the way he plays to a certain degree. And then when it is third and long, he could be a great pass rusher, which we know he is. Can you pull up Pegasus' comment really quickly? Biggest bust based on what I want my quarterback to be quarterback in. 
Oh, it's oh, you're talking about Caleb Williams. Okay, going back. Yeah, I want my quarterback to be quarterback in. I want my quarterback like Jane Daniels. Call me by. I take Jane Daniels over Caleb Williams ten seven days out of seven days. Well, take your bias out. Dan Orlovsky said the same thing. Well, you know why he's. I'm. You want. You want to hear the truth? He's going to be an off the field issue. He's going to be an off the field problem. Yeah, that that would be another reason why I think I would take Jaden over Caleb because Jaden is is an adult. I mean, well, here's another thing: Jaden came into a two very bad situations. Okay, stabilized them and got them to another got them back to at least for LSU to their level. Caleb Williams, everywhere he's gone, has, it's been chaos. There's yeah. got to be something to be said about off the field issues. I, Pegasus, you can get mad at me all you want. I don't want my quarterback in a dress. If anybody else is wearing a dress for and on the cover of GQ magazine, you know what you would say about him. Painting his nails, you act. People act like Carter that that's not a big deal. It's a massive deal. I can understand. I want him. I wanted my quarterback to be a little bit more clean cut. I'm fine if other positions are what they I are. I don't care if my wide receiver's wearing a dress. Hell, I don't care if Dennis Rodman's wearing a dress. But there's a reason why Michael Jordan never wore the son of a gun. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you need loose cannons on other positions, but your quarterback can't be that guy. He he cannot be. I I, I will also tell you this though. I remember being – was it on here? I think it was me, you, and Pooh Bear, uh, of all people, uh, when, when I when I banged the table for Anthony Richardson and you're on the opposite end. AR looked pretty good last year. So the, He the, got hurt. It's yeah, so, the same thing you know. He didn't play a third of his games. What are we talking about? AR is going to be a beast next year. You know, he's okay. going to be well, he's got to stay healthy. His first year at Florida, he gets hurt. His first year in the NFL, he gets hurt. So two of the last three years that I've seen him play, he's been hurt. Right. I'm with you on that. Okay. okay well, then so, the best ability is availability. No, I'm with you. I'm just saying if he stays healthy, he is going to be a monster with an OC who knows how to use a mobile QB. Can so, I tell you something? Can I tell you something that you're going to hate me on? Let's hear it. Do you want to do you want to know who I've won two Super Bowls with on Madden this year? Oh, okay. On Madden. Let's hear it. The Colts and Anthony Richardson. See, there you go. Because he just it's it's a game changer. Drake May. Highly highly erratic in the pocket and inaccurate at times. Did not win the big game. I like Drake. I like Drake. I do. I go think. watch in that NC State film. You'll throw it away and throw up. True, but I, I don't know. There, there's, there's something about him that he. So many people are reminded of Trubisky and and so on, but, but I, I think I think Drake May is going to be a good NFL quarterback. I do. We'll see. But what, what? Here's the last thing I'll say. All right. Okay. I brought up Jaden going to the Falcons earlier. Yes. If you take away the Falcons and their rivalry with the Saints. Horrible system. He has a bad system. I don't know. 
I don't <laughs> want to go in there. I swear to God, I'll throw up. I would too, but it's a good landing spot. It I'll is a really up. good. I would too. It's a good. Landing I will blow spot. up the Georgia Dome. Oh, uh, the Mercedes Benz Dome, whatever it's called. <laughs> okay, <now>. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'll blow it up. I, I'm not. I'm not dealing with this. I'm him. not dealing with him for two years, two times a year for the next twenty years. I'm not doing it. Him and Bijan in the same freaking. I know. Dude, that'd be the fastest. With dude, that'd be one of the most can athletic. I, can I leave you with this before I got to get out of here? Can I leave? You, you get the final word. Name another quarterback or name another player at LSU that has done as much as Jane Daniels had and has taken this much slander. Slander from who? Everybody. Draft guys, LSU fans. Oh, nobody. When it comes to him actually being as good as he, he was and how solid he was in his first year, uh, you know, there, can, I, there can, were, I, can I tell you something? If I hear one more negative thing about Jane Daniels that isn't true, I might punch that person in the face. <laughs> I will say the only person I thought that had a semi-negative thing said about Jaden Daniels was Nate Tice uh, wrote an article uh, about Jaden. And he, he made he made a few points that made me think, but he also had a few things in there that were just not full of context. But that, that's a national guy just watching tape. Um, but other than that, it seems like Jaden has taken a lot of slander just because he's skinny. When he, he gained weight, like it's not – I don't think he's as – slender as people think he is could you have said that about him last year yeah but he's he, he, i mean you're around him blake he's, he's he was thicker this past year i mean massive pause but yes yeah yeah big pause but anyone that watches phl knows i love thick players it's the sec man you gotta have that thickness on your bones so there you go rafino you'll be live here in just a moment before uh, have everybody you know what? Cheers. Appreciate Blake getting me through the sickness. I couldn't have done a full show today uh, without him. Normally we go a little bit later, but I am going to uh, moderate uh, myself. Uh, I might actually be calling a college basketball game uh, tomorrow night. Um, depends. I got I to see how I'm feeling in the morning. So, sorry I wasn't my normal self. Obviously a very controversial episode. I'm getting destroyed on Twitter uh, because people just can't have nuanced thoughts. The, I don't understand why. They just trash you immediately when you say something. But there you go. And you're right, Chance. Fast does be thick sometimes. But you can be both. Like Caleb Jackson, right? <laughs> Some guys can be 215 and still run 4-4. Um, but yes, as we always do in the next five minutes, I'll answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you do Super Chat, we'll keep it going. We'll bleed a little bit over seven if you guys want to. And if you guys can, I did miss out on a full week of doing live streams and and getting supers that's a big part of of my salary here at phl i say salary i don't have a salary uh it's all based on you guys we've had had a good bit of you buy merch recently you could support us there power hour um lsu.com actually i screwed that up right there 
there's a link right there if you can get you some PHL merch. It goes a long way. AC Golden Boot and I disagreed on the Caitlin Clark thing a little bit earlier. Guess what? It's all good, man. It's all good. Um, Matthew Stafford. There we go. Uh, let's see. Big thanks to Jared, our top super chatter of the evening. Thank you so much. Um, I'll have more to say this weekend on the Harold Perkins position change. Um, there, there is a piece of me that is skeptical for a lot of different reasons, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine with me. Um, you know, when when I look at just any situation, one thing that's going to be big for Harold Perkins is who are the defensive linemen that are in front of him, right? Uh, I think that's the a, a far bigger issue at this point than his actual position. But look, last year we had talented players, but not the right coaches. This year we lose some of those talented guys, but we have better coaches. And I feel defensively, Yes, you got to have great athletes, but I feel scheme defensively matters so much, especially if the scheme the year before was so bad, right? Let's go to John right here. They'll play one gap and attack that way. Yeah, well, you know, if you're on that three-three-five stack, you have to do a mixture of one gapping and two gapping. Um I'm also a little sour earlier. Um, I missed out on a Jarvis Landry card I really wanted, and it made me very sad because I love Jarvis Landry. And I've given away all my Jarvis Landry autographs. That's okay. Um, getting ready to send a bunch of cards to a prominent uh, LSU coach, former LSU coach. So really excited about that. I appreciate his support of what we're doing here. And... Uh, and yeah, he said he lurks. That's good. Uh, thank you, Tyler. Our first comment of the evening. I appreciate it. Um, one thing we didn't talk about tonight was LSU softball. Shout out to them. And shout out to Angel Reese tonight. LSU versus Georgia tonight. I don't know anything about Georgia women's basketball. I just know LSU is going to win. Okay? So, I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm going to say my voice. We will be live again on <laughs> Kind of want to go live Saturday night. I might be calling another college basketball game Sunday night. So, so pretty cool about those opportunities. And once again, my voice and all of that should be back to normal. I appreciate your guys' love during the offseason. And guess what? It's it's football. The offseason is never over. Now, if you want a free way to support what I am doing, okay, Please, before you guys leave, what's up, the Master Blaster? Good to see you. Please go subscribe to Power Hour NFL, okay? I'm going to show you guys something that will honestly blow your mind. Um, I love the NFL. I really do. Love the NFL draft. I follow LSU players and their NFL careers, okay? So you guys remember last week when this channel, actually it was two weeks ago, only had two subscribers, I have 648 subscribers now. This channel is kind of taken in its life of its own. I know I didn't say that smoothly at all. But here's what sucks. You got to have a 1,000 subscribers before you could start making money on your videos. Take a look at the views on these videos. 
my first ever video that got deleted by YouTube had to re-upload it, 38K views, 84,000 views, 54,000 views, 39,000 views, 29,000 views, 1.8, 6, 619, 88, 1.9 since then, okay? So I'm not being able to get paid off the views of these videos and I don't know, depending on how the ads would have run during the videos, um, probably cost me close to a thousand bucks, if we're being honest, just because I didn't have a thousand subscribers. So please go on your friend's phone, your side chick's phone, your cousin's, Meemaw's phones. Please get me to a thousand subscribers. It's free. Cost you nothing. Um, and I won't beg for subscribers on that channel anymore. Um, so there you go. It is. PHL, baby. Boom. <coughs> That's some sock coming up. Didn't mean to be gross. And tonight we are doing <coughs> uh something. Ha ha ha. Let's go. <coughs> <coughs>